You're listening to Errol Parker and Clancy Overall, editors of the Batuta Advocate on Desert Rock FM. Welcome back to the Batuta Advocate radio show recording live here from Desert Rock FM. Batuta is uh, it's looking lovely today. Dry, bit of cool air out the back. Yeah, happens in June. We often get cool air in mm. wintertime, Clancy. And um, today's guest comes from a very similar climate to us here in the proud Western Queensland backcountry. He's from Texas. He's bigger than Texas on um, <laughs> on paper. On paper, he's actually uh, uh, he's quite a strapping gent. But on paper, yeah. he's bigger than Texas. He's from the home of, I guess, is it the home of Chopped and Screwed? The what? No, it's the home of absolutely no state income tax. Oh, oh well, hell that yeah. too, yes. Hell yeah, hell yeah. But what, you could go with Willie Nelson. How about that? Yeah, it's Willie the Nelson. The home of Willie Nelson. There you go. The, uh, and McConaughey. The and abs. the yes. adopted home of George W. Bush. Yes. Uh, kind of there. Beyonce Knowles. Houston. Okay, yeah, there's a few cities. But Austin, keep Austin weird. And today's guest has been helping do that. Since 1989. Hugh Forrest, thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. It's a great honor to be here. Excited to talk to you about what we do in Austin and what's coming up in Sydney. So before we kick off, uh, I know that a lot of people who visit here, a lot of you know, high-profile, important people, you know, world leaders, people <laughs> Joe, Joe of, Biden. Uh, you know, Joe Biden just flaked titans us. of business, <laughs> they, uh, they head down to the zoo and they hold a koala. Have you done that yet? And you're saying that I'm a titan of business and an important person. Well, uh, no, I haven't done that yet. Well, so no, that, that must disqualify me from that characterization. <laughs> no, the only Texans that come out to Western Queensland are usually from King Ranch out there at Corpus Christi. So mm-hmm. they uh, nice come out here and we teach them how to uh, how to rope cattle the uh, the proper way. Mm. Wow, that sounds. Uh, I wish I was staying longer so I could learn <laughs> that. <laughs> well, we got a lot to learn from you, Hugh. First of all, I want to ask. South by Southwest, this is something that's happening in Sydney very soon. It's something that's come from Austin, born in Austin. When did you first get involved in this whole thing? And were you there in the in the garage days of the Zuckerberg garage days, or the or, or was this thing operating uh, and you you wanted to be part of this thing? Or <laughs> South by Southwest launched in Austin as a music only event in. Way back in the dark ages of 1987, I came on board in the slightly less dark ages of 1989. Hell yeah. My origin story, and with the context that origin stories are sometimes real and sometimes a little bit, you know, fictional, is that I got hired because I had a computer and they didn't. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I also had a printer. Yeah. Um, uh, so you can take various things from that story, not the least of which is the importance of having the right hardware at the right time. So would you say for those first decade or so, you were building the plane as you were flying it with South by Southwest? Uh, I think we are still building the plane as we uh, are flying it. Yeah. Uh, if you haven't seen that, then great. Um, yeah. But it is always a work in progress. And uh, I was meeting with the Sydney team on Monday afternoon. They asked me, well, why do you keep doing this? And I said, well, I, I love doing this. I love people coming to the event and saying it's the highlight of their year. So that's one. And two, you know, we've never quite gotten it right. If we ever did, it'd be mic drop yeah. and I could walk away. But it's like, ah, this all right and, and this isn't quite right we got to fix that and then we fix that and then got to fix that so. was there ever a year and i know when you look back at, at your life's work there's often a year where you're like man that felt like a hole in one was there ever a year where you, well at least it felt like a perfect drive 
Well, certainly one of our big highlight years was for South by Southwest in Austin was 2016. We were fortunate enough to have keynote speeches by both Barack Obama as well as his lovely wife, uh, Michelle Obama. So, you know, having the leader of the free world grace your event. I'm not sure there's a whole lot more you can do beyond (laughs) that, Um, but we'll try. I remember 2016, there was a band from Sydney played there called Food Court and... um they might not have had the right visas, but they got there, <laughs> <laughs> as well as Obama. They, uh, <laughs> they might not. No, that they turned up at the border with all these uh, musical instruments, and the man on the uh, on the border was like, "Here for a holiday, gentlemen." And they were like, "Absolutely, sir." Yeah. <laughs> and in they came. But you said just before that um, that you're still building the plane as as you're flying it. How much has the festival changed? Like, obviously in size, but like has the ethos about what South by Southwest has, has that evolved over time? Absolutely. I mean, we have, uh, as I said a few minutes ago, we started as a music only event in 1987. We, we added tech and film to the mix seven years later in 1994. We have pivoted a ton over the course of 30 years. Um, in 2023, we cover you know, food, fashion, sports, social media, transportation, all kinds of different verticals. So again, it's pivoted a whole lot. It will continue to pivot a lot, but the North Star remains entirely consistent in 2023, 2024 to where we were in 1987. And I think that North Star is very much aligns with the North Star here in, in Sydney, which is a focus on massive creativity and bringing together people who are extremely creative to a city that always celebrates creativity and kind of standing back and watching what happens when you mix these very creative people from very different places, from very different industries together. And often some really powerful ideas, opportunities emerge from that. Now, I don't know much about Austin's demographics, but Sydney is very much so different to when it hosted the Sydney Olympics, its last real hoedown. Sydney actually has become visibly, and always was, but very much visibly and culturally an Asian city. Are you looking forward to some of that in, in terms of this? Is this some sort of the Antipodean flair you're looking for? Or, or uh, what brought you to Sydney? That's, that's my you question. You have to tone down those big words for me, but... <laughs> Antipodean. That's what the Royals call us in England. The Antipodeans. Okay. Certainly, we are excited about the opportunities in Sydney to create more of a footprint in the Pacific Rim, the uh, Asian Pacific region. That is because, one, you know, it's a long, long way from Austin. We get some of this community coming to March in Austin, but also we think that there's a lot of potential here that we haven't realized. Two, there is so much creativity coming out of this area. And, you know, certainly stating the obvious and, and talk to my 12-year-old son about this, K-pop has K-pop, taken over that's the world. And, yeah. and, you see them, you see them down there in down near the ICC, all the kids rehearsing their um, dance moves, looking into the reflective glass. It is, it's very visible in this city. That, Absolutely. Um, you know, everyone wants the Chinese price, everyone wants the Japanese quality, and they want the uh, Korean design. We get it all here in Australia. Another funny thing I find is, you know, what each city in this country now represents outside, you know. Brisbane is going to be the sports town moving forward, 10 years' time. Melbourne is the lockdown town. You can't <laughs> the autocratic dictatorship. You can't make light of what happened in Melbourne. 300 days they did. But, yeah, you know, Melbourne hasn't bounced back. They do have the Grand Prix, though. And Sydney's going and to be... And the tennis. Set, and the tennis. And the Boxing Day test. Yeah, and the aerial ping-pong football they play. But in Sydney, 
they are going to have south by southwest. What verticals are you running in Sydney, and will it be any different to what happens in in uh, Austin? Well, certainly the Sydney team, and there is a very strong and robust and energetic team locally that's that's working hard on this hour by hour, day by day, has studied um, what we've done in Austin, studied that very you know religiously. They, and as you know, a lot of the Sydney team came to Austin last March and yeah. participated in the event. I think that, uh, or I hope that they will take the best of what we've done in Austin, work, improve on that. Uh, see the mistakes we've made, eliminate those. I also think it's extremely important for Sydney to not simply try to duplicate, replicate yep. Austin, but mm-hmm. create its own vision of what vision and version of what massive creativity looks like in Sydney, and that'll be slightly different. You know, it, it, for Austin, people ask me, "What will South by Southwest look like in five years?" And I generally say, "I don't know, but I think it will look a lot like what the city of Austin looks like." Yep. Yeah, and I think Sydney, you know, uh, will do well to follow that same path. Is you know, emphasize the the strengths, the many creative opportunities, the demographics, the population, the the um, all the cool things that happen here, and and that's a formula for success. Sydney is very much like Austin, or Austin is very much like Sydney in that. You know, eliminate the South by Southwest even part of the equation. People want to come here, yeah. and, which is people want to come to Austin in, in March also. And that's been a big part of our growth and our, our value proposition. So when did you, with the, um, with the team over there, begin thinking about a, a sister city? Uh, yeah, because this is the first time it's, it's, it's ever been out of Austin, isn't it? Really? No, this is the first time we have had a, a, an event branded South by Southwest yeah, right. outside yeah. of Austin. We have done other events over the years. We did an event in Portland, Oregon for a while. We did an event in Las Vegas. We did an event briefly with Mercedes in Germany and then in, in Stockholm, Sweden. But none of these were events were you know of the scale, of the magnitude, of yeah. the vision, of the importance of what we're doing here for October 2023. To your question of when did we start this discussion, this started you know back in uh, 2018. Then we had that you know minor disturbance of our lives yeah, beginning yeah. in yeah. March 2020, yeah, and the yeah, discussions yeah. kind of <laughs> went on hold for a little bit. But it's exciting. Um, we're thrilled with the opportunities here. We're thrilled how this will help Austin grow, how this will help Sydney grow, that this essentially takes South by Southwest to a, a whole nother level. And um, uh, can't wait to see how this all plays out. You talk about massive creation. What did that look like in 1989? Well, in 1989, again, the event was very focused on music. And Austin had an extremely strong live music scene at the time. It still has a strong live music scene. But when the event, the first year of the event, 1987, you know, I think my boss planned for 300 people would show up. They had 700 people show up. Wow, this immediately resonated. You know, came to Austin, uh, a lot of these people coming from out of town to Austin because, again, they'd heard of the Austin music scene. They'd heard of how cool, uh, fun, neat place Austin was. When we added in film and what was then called multimedia to the mix, that very much, again, reflected what was trending in Austin. On the film side, you had these two young directors, um, Rick Linkletter and Robert Rodriguez, who were beginning to make national waves on the tech side, you had this uh, guy who was selling uh, computers out of his dorm room. You may have heard of him, Michael Dell. Yeah. He's creating this whole ecosystem. So, um, oh, no, Delhi. Uh, again, uh, you know, the, the event reflected the city and 
you've all probably or you may have heard the this this idea of of keep Austin weird, yeah. which has gotten a ton of traction over the years. Easy to remember, sounds great. I, I tend to. Uh, <laughs> it's a bit tired. Is that what you're no, trying no, to say? No, 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 no. I tend to uh, say to uh, think that our, our current mayor, his version of that is that keep Austin weird really means keep Austin creative. Yeah. And again, that's that's what we try to do at South by Southwest in Austin, and I think that's very much the mission of the team here in Sydney. It it really is a, an interesting kind of place when you look at it as an outsider, Austin. You know, we with Texas, we grew up with Chuck Norris and. Probably Willie Nelson was probably a little bit too weird. He didn't in- immediately associate himself with Texas. It was more, you know, no country for old men. What's it like on the streets in Austin? Is it a metropolitan vibe or is it still? do you still feel like your country too? Well, it's, you know, we've been very lucky, fortunate that Austin has grown a ton in the last 10 years, even more so in the last five years. I, I grew up in Austin. When I grew up, it was very much a kind of sleepy college town. Yeah. Um, 250,000 people, 40,000 of those people were students at the University of Texas. It is not a sleepy college town anymore. It's not nearly as big as Sydney, but um, it is a boom town. It's one of the fastest growing cities in the, the U.S., huge tech industry there, but lots of uh, arts and creatives or uh, creatives of all types. And uh, it's been neat that South by Southwest has played some small part in that growth. I know that, um, you know, just anecdotally, I have so many stories of people who have moved to Austin. They say, well, you know, I came to South by Southwest in blank, blank year, and I had such a great time, I decided I'd move here. Um, (laughs) Now, I say that is a great thing. There's certainly lots of people stuck in traffic at uh, (laughs) in the morning or like, Damn, all these people who moved here. <laughs> Do you still get to see the old bell buckle or, or big cowboy hat on the main street? Uh, you see a little bit of that, but uh, <laughs> that's it's, more Dallas, isn't it? <laughs> uh, it, it, it? Maybe more Houston, also. I mean, you know, it, it's a little bit of mix of that old Austin vibe and the, you know, where we are in, in 2023. I think certainly there's been so much growth over the last few years that. Uh, a lot has changed, yep. but change is always a good thing, and it's better than the alternative. And what does the change mean for what you're showcasing at South by Southwest? I mean, obviously, the first thing I would think of is virtual, like you know, a lot of the, the stuff that we all learned in about 48 hours when lockdown first happened. <laughs> you know, like, I mean, there was apps that I, I haven't used since lockdown. House Party was one of them. Where we'd, we'd all just pretend we were in a bar. And, yeah, and we'd give all of our data to <laughs> God knows who. Yeah, but then there was, like, you know, and then obviously I don't want to say too much because I don't know who you're working with, but uh, <laughs> Skype got caught sleeping and, uh, you know, other options popped up overnight and, the, you know, we end up in this world. And then at one point before, um, as it was really starting to do our heads and we start talking about metaverses and stuff like that, you know, is this kind of alternative world or virtual interaction playing a bigger role? Certainly. I mean, uh, on a lot of different levels. 2021 for South by Southwest, because of the challenges with COVID, was an entirely virtual event. 2022, uh, March 2022, was this, quote, hybrid event, which meant half virtual, half in real life. And, you know, from an uneducated perspective, IER perspective, it's like, well, that's only going to be twice as much work. But yeah, actually, yeah. it's about 200 times more work. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so yeah. let's not do that uh, quite again. But, um, 
you know, to your point, we certainly a lot more focus on metaverse, VR, AR at South by Southwest, and certainly, you know, given where we are in the last three months, AI, generative AI, chat GPT, everyone wants to Almost not. celebrate it or uh, bemoan that it is the loss of, you know, the end of civilization or somewhere in between. And I think there'll be a lot of um, focus on on these things at, at, at the Sydney event. We're also, you know, doing a little bit more content on the promise and possibilities of, of quantum, which is a little bit farther out, but coming quickly, and that will give me more time to actually kind of understand what quantum is. Yeah. <laughs> now, Hugh. Except everything faster. I love, I love yeah. it, because at the end of the day, you can't know everything that's about to be showcased, can you? Like, you can know who the point of contact is. You can't know what he's about to tell the world. Absolutely. I'm glad you understand the, the challenges of my position. Explain cryptocurrencies, please. <laughs> well, you put a whole bunch of money in this thing, and then a few years later, it's not worth it anything. Goes away. How's that? Seth Green gets robbed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, as the chief programming officer, it is your job to oversee all of this content. Well, what does good content look like to you? That's a great question. I think that good content is something that, whether it's a speech, whether it's a movie, whether it's a band performing, the person attending, the community, the audience leaves with a different perspective on the world. They leave inspired. Wow, that was incredible. I've got energy to do something. They leave wanting more. And in our best days at an event like South by Southwest, theoretically, they're seeing something, hearing a new idea that they've never seen before. And, you know, three years later, that that idea, that person, that innovator, that startup became becomes more mainstream, and they're like, "Well, yeah, I saw those folks at South by Southwest yeah. three years ago. Yeah. That's pretty neat." Yeah, right? that, that brings me to my next question: Who who would you argue? And it's you know, it's a tough one to say, but I'm sure you'd be able to have, like prove it. Who, aside from the Dell and your friends early on, <laughs> have made their name? Was it was Elon Musk? You know, was he on the front foot? When before we knew who Elon Musk was, was he South by Southwest? Are there people that have come through that kind of explained to everyone there first what then became a part of everyday life? Yeah, I mean we've we've definitely been very fortunate in having a lot of those stories. We yeah. had Elon has spoken twice at the event. I think that um, I think the first time was 2015, mm-hmm. and certainly a lot of people knew who he was then, yeah. but not nearly the the amount that do now but it was still but, the iron man mysterious yeah, yeah and he hadn't <laughs> quite gone to where is that yep <laughs> oh, <laughs> thank you well did not say that okay he hasn't uh, gone on to be a champion of free speech you know, exploring space yeah but people like and i mentioned this in a talk yesterday Lizzo played one of her first shows at South by yeah, Southwest right. in 2013. Katy Perry got initial buzz out of the event. Billie Eilish, yeah. that's from the film side, from the music side. From the film side, someone like Lena Dunham of Girls yeah. uh, got a first start there. And, and from the tech side, certainly our most famous moment, our turning point, our tipping point um, was 2007 when Twitter ostensibly launched at South by Southwest. And, a bunch of you these know. stoners walked in from, <laughs> from San Francisco. And they, uh, was, it, was Ashton there? Uh, Ashton <laughs> has never officially spoken. I did meet Ashton backstage in an event, and it was one of more, my funnier um, – <laughs> 
memories of South by Southwest where there was a bunch of us standing backstage before a speaker went on, and this guy came in in a baseball cap, and I was like, oh, that's Dash and Kutcher, and he's really tall also, and there was a famous musician, I'm not going to name the person's name because it would be incriminating, who came up and talked to him and said, oh, who are you? And she had no idea who this person was. And hearing him explain himself in a very humble way, I'm this actor, I've got a TV show, and I invest in some startups. So that was a fun memory. Uh, At least there wasn't a hidden camera there when it was happening. (laughs) Well, there probably was that we just don't know about yet. Um, Well, I want to talk to the the old rock dog side of you now. (laughs) I know you also have been involved in a reggae festival. I know wow, you did start. your homework. <laughs> I did. That's the thing you've created here. We can look up everyone's yeah, background, yeah, yeah. everyone's resume. What <laughs> is, from your earliest beginnings, when it was very much a music thing, you expecting 300, 700 turned up, and now you're in the antipodes of, 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 <laughs> of Australia talking about doing the same thing here. Who is your favorite band, and who is your favorite current band? Uh, well, uh, I'm going to go – Straight down the middle on this one, I'm a huge Bruce Springsteen fan. I've gone to see... You're one of those guys? One of those You guys. follow the tour dates on the yeah. shirt? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've gone to... Like, you can stand there for three and a half hours and just sing along. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, you don't say that in a loving way. Yeah, I, uh, I, I, I can't believe I missed him in New Zealand when he opened with Lord. That was the one that everyone talks about in the Southern Hemisphere. Uh, but you are one of those guys. I've seen probably 35, 40 shows, and, and he was a keynote speaker to, uh, South by Southwest 2012. He had a new album that that uh, was launching in March. He wanted to push this thing. And, you know, on site, I tend to be working, managing emails, seeing, absorbing the thing from my computer and staff, my friends on staff know I'm a huge Bruce fan. And it's like, <laughs> just leave. Go, go watch the keynote. I'm like, ah. Oh. You know, I've seen Bruce on stage so many times. I've got this great memory of him. I don't want to go watch him speak where he may make an idiot yeah. of himself or yeah. whatever. And it's my thing. <laughs> I was totally, totally wrong. He yeah. went up there. He blew the thing away. It was very much a kind of a precursor to the Broadway show, yeah. um, talking about his life experiences. So I missed that completely. I did have seen it via our YouTube recording. So, again, huge Bruce fan. That's been a kind of lifelong passion. Um, Can I just my... ask, do you, your son, is your son named Tom or, <laughs> or Frankie or <laughs> my... Louie? Yeah, yeah. uh, we went with the uh, straight-ahead hue on that one. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I, I think, um, you know, more recently, uh, tying into my side hustle of doing a reggae festival in Austin, a uh, big fan of coffee. Um, yeah. And I think that's amazing to have a young woman who's doing interesting stuff in a space that has traditionally been dominated yeah. by uh, men, by men. Yeah. Um, and, and that's that's been neat to follow also. Well, it sounds like South by Southwest is, is, is on top of everything well before any of us. Uh, no one likes to think that. <laughs> no one likes to think that. You know what I mean? It's like, you know, when you kind of, when you realize you're the older cousin and you don't really, and you don't know <clears throat> what the hell the kids are playing at Christmas, you know? Uh, no one likes to think that South by Southwest is the little cousin of uh, of this entire space. So we look forward to seeing you know what you are bringing to the table in Sydney and what you have um, what you can show us. Just tell me about what this year looks like now. Well, uh, we're as we record this, we're about a 
four months away. So there's still a, a, a lot in the works, a lot of stuff to be finalized and confirmed. But particularly being here in Sydney this week, seeing a lot of the venues, meeting a lot of the organizers, meeting more of the creative community here. I'm, I'm really excited about all the energy, all the enthusiasm, all the excitement, all the passion. I think we're going to, um, I think it's going to be a great start in uh, 2023 and something that will uh, build uh, significantly in the years to come. Again, it's a great place to get new ideas, get inspired, meet people who are doing innovative, interesting things, uh, create new opportunities, uh, new businesses, um, things that, that that will lead to lots of great um, outcomes. And uh, again, just so, so excited that we can expand the family to the Pacific Rim. Thank you. And uh, I look forward to seeing the talent that exists in our own backyard yeah i'm looking forward to uh this festival bringing the people of new south wales into the 21st century <laughs> because particularly the police you know they're still shutting down rap shows in this in, because in this down country. there I've heard in new that. south wales they just they just don't get it yep they let, just, let the kids they play. don't get origin and they don't get tech yeah so, let the know? kids let the kids play. Maybe South by Southwest Sydney is the first time we see one four on stage. Maybe uh, it's the first time we see a number of things in our lives. And we'll be there and we'll be excitedly waiting for the next four months. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much for the support, giving me a, a little bit of platform to talk about what we're doing. And, and again, I just can't emphasize how much we're excited about this new opportunity, how much uh, Sydney you know, replicates or, or is similar to Austin in so many ways, but so different in so many ways. And the, the possibilities here are just amazing. Well, thank you for seeing the weirdness in Sydney too, by the way. <laughs> That's what they say. Sydney is a weird place and it gets away with uh, you know, being this chilled out because of the, the ocean views and the harbour views. But you start walking down, you know, the station streets or the, you know, you get you get to where the where the pubs are, oh, and you're going to meet some of the most interesting people you've met. Carry on about their harbour, you know. It's yeah. just a, you know, a big blue bin as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's Sydney's always been a, a, a rather weird place ever since um, ever since they decided to draw up the city with with no rulers. Let me tell you that there was, um, and, and I'm sure you'll notice this getting around town. No. Uh, there's no rhyme or reason to the city. There's no grid. And that's why you end up with these funny enclaves in different places that you just didn't expect. You thought there'd be a train station and maybe a, you end up with a bustling enclave. Keep Sydney weird. Keep Sydney weird. Keep yeah. Newtown weird. Keep Sydney <laughs> weird. Keep Austin weird. Thank you for joining us. You Forrest.